0: Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, February 21st, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, food giant Kraft Heinz is looking to gobble up its competitors. Volkswagen chief executive Herbert Deese says U.S. tariffs are the biggest worry for the industry and the Federal Reserve minutes of its latest meeting reassure investors. Then, the FT's Natalie Thomas explains why environmentalists and energy businesses are both confused by the UK government's approach to hydrofracking. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Kraft Heinz chief executive Bernando Hees told the FT that valuations among its peers have become more attractive since its $143 billion swoop for Unilever collapsed two years ago. It's an indication that the owners of the company behind brands ranging from HP Sauce to Oscar Mayer Hot Dogs could be ready to return to deal-making. The company has avoided large acquisitions since failing in its attempt to buy Unilever, which owns brands like Dove Soap, Magnum Ice Cream, and Hellman's Mayonnaise. But Kraft Heinz is under pressure from investors as traditional food companies face rapidly changing consumer tastes and habits. And Wall Street has long expected it will only be a matter of time before Kraft Heinz' next big purchase. The company was created by 3G Capital in 2015 when Kraft and Heinz merged. But the shares have fallen about one-third since the tie-up. The company's fourth quarter results are due today. Forecasts predict the company produced sales of $26.3 billion last year, which is about the same as the year before. Volkswagen chief executive Herbert Deese has a warning about tariffs. Mr. Deese told the FT that the U.S. threat of a 25% tariff on European-produced cars is the biggest worry for Europe's carmakers in 2019. U.S. President Donald Trump has said the U.S. would impose tariffs on European car imports if he can't make a trade deal with the EU. This is Mr. Trump speaking on Wednesday.
1: Well, it's something we certainly think about. We're trying to make a deal. They're very tough to make a deal with the EU, and we're negotiating with them. If we don't make the deal, we'll do the tariffs.
0: Mr. Deese said concerns over the imposition of the tariffs had helped to create political instability. The tariffs would cost Volkswagen 2.5 billion euros a year. That's 13 percent of its expected earnings, according to London-based Evercore ISI. This week, U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross submitted recommendations to Mr. Trump on whether imported vehicles posed a national security threat. But Mr. Trump has 90 days to act on them. And on Wednesday, the Federal Reserve released the minutes from its January meeting. The U.S. central bank's policymakers signaled the Fed will complete the job of reducing its multi-trillion dollar balance sheet this year. The minutes showed almost all the participants of the meeting wanted to announce a plan soon for ending the reduction of asset holdings later this year. They pledged to provide more certainty to markets about the final stages of the program. During the meeting, officials agreed that holding rates for a time posed few risks. Several said further increases would only be necessary if inflation accelerated more than expected. In recent months, the Fed has sharply changed its tone over the economic outlook the bank emphasized risks to growth from overseas, and it shelved previous plans for further rate increases. Policymakers flagged dangers including rapid reduction in U.S. fiscal stimulus, further market turbulence, an escalation in trade tensions, and foreign policy tripwires, including Brexit. And here's a closer look at one of today's big stories. The U.S. has become the world's largest producer of oil and gas thanks to a boom in shale production. Now some companies in the U.K. want to get in on that game. They're trying to start production from Britain's shale reserves, using hydraulic fracturing or fracking. That means pumping a mix of water, sand, and chemicals into the ground at high pressure to release the oil and gas. Activists worry about the effect this might have on the environment, including the risk of water pollution and earthquakes. In the UK, the practice is legal only in England. Companies that want to frack must apply for a permit from their local council. Only one company, called Cadrilla Resources, has actually fracked in England so far. And now the FT's energy correspondent, Natalie Thomas, says the government has taken two steps that seem to be in opposition to fracking.
1: So, last week, the Community Secretary, James Brokenshire, um, he rejected an application by Quadrilla, which is uh, privately owned, to frack at a second site in Lancashire. Quadrilla is the only company to have fracked for shale gas in England to date. They've been carrying out work at another site in Lancashire, not far away. And Lancashire's in the northwest of England, by the way, but they had in 2014 applied for planning permission to do work at another site in Lancashire. This application was originally rejected by the local council. There was an appeals process, and then it eventually ended up going to you know as far as central government. And then last week Mr. Brokenshire refused that application. It was actually to do with traffic around the area, not the actual fracking process itself. The government has rebuffed entreaties from several companies, Quadrilla, but also INEOS, which is a really big privately owned petrochemicals and energy company, to review the rules that fracking companies actually have to adhere to. And they basically dictate that they must stop work if their work triggers an earthquake of magnitude 0.5 or higher on the Richter scale. Both Quadrilla and INEOS had asked the government to carry out an expert review, but the government said it had no plans to review those rules.
0: But both fracking supporters and opponents do feel that the government is sending mixed signals about fracking. Why do they feel that way?
1: First of all, the government keeps reiterating its support for the industry. It said there are no plans to review the rules, but they keep saying that they are supportive of fracking. Last week, the Energy Minister, Claire Perry, on the same day that James Brokenshire rejected Quadrilla's planning application, she made a statement to Parliament in which she said she was aware that quite a few scientists had made a case to review the rules there are some seismologists that have said very publicly that you know, there is a case for looking again at the seismicity limit that governs the fracking industry. She then went on to say that there is now a regulator that looks at the fracking industry, that oversees the fracking industry, the Oil and Gas Authority. And she went on to say, I quote, "'It is within its remit, should it wish, to look at the science.'" Now, for some, that was a slight departure from what she had said previously. I'm sure the government would disagree. But environmental groups felt that this kept the door open for a possible review by the regulator. And it's actually given some you know, hope to fracking companies that the regulator could at some stage do a review. I should say that the Oil and Gas Authority has said that it too has no plans to carry out a review though.
0: Can you tell us more about why some fracking companies are hopeful about what the government will do with the industry?
1: Well, they're hopeful that by providing what they call extensive data to the regulator about the work that Quadrilla has done at its site in Lancashire, the site that it actually had planning permission for, it's called Preston New Road. And INEOS has also done some very early work at a site in Nottinghamshire in England, although they haven't actually fracked, they've just done some very early exploratory work. They're hoping that with this data, the regulator might be persuaded to carry out an expert review. The companies keep pointing to a statement made in 2012 by the Secretary of State at the time, a man called Ed Davey, who did say there could be a potential review of seismicity limits as more work is carried out and essentially more is learned about the process.
0: You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today we'll be following the agribusiness company Bunge as it reports its latest earnings. Investors will be watching to see how the US-China tariff war has affected soybean farmers in the US. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys. Good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering
1: with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter.
0: Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice.
1: Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.